0: worship come came, and I decided to start a podcast and call it war with Jesus" because we talk with Jesus, we laugh with Jesus, we cry with Jesus, and if you like me, we roll with Jesus. Um, I was born with. Cerebral palsy, which is affectionately co- known as CP, which is a condition caused both by the lack of ox- oxygen to the brain and depending on how the individual loses the oxygen will. Determine what parts of the body and mind are affected, so in my case, my my arms are made for affected, so everything moves and works the way they should. I'm just like a total instead of like a rabbit. Um. It's why I use a wheelchair. Um, So so, uh, my mom was raised Catholic and my dad was raised Protestant. And so growing up uh, they decided to let us choose our own path to Jesus. So we went to all kinds of churches growing up. Everything from Catholic to Church of Christ to Lutheran to Methodist because my mom work, worked at a Methodist daycare for a while. So we went to Methodist church. For a while. And then when I was in, uh, uh, when I was a junior in high school, my sister would have been in eighth grade. And she knew lots of girls that went to this Baptist church down in Laredo, Texas. And so uh, that, is where um, it kind of all st- started. How I first got my taste of, of what faith is, but uh, it didn't become a reality until I was a freshman at were the very first week. Um, they call it Welcome Week, um, I had <coughs> slipped and gotten my um this home, which is my good arm, for those of you that can't see, which arm I'm raising, my right arm is the one that has more mobility, um, I got my right arm stuck between the bed and the wall, and couldn't, um, couldn't get unstuck for a while. So I used the ones God gave me and yelled for help for what's for, like for forever. Uh, and no one heard me because this was at 3 o'clock in the morning. And then um, I, I scooted up to my nightstand, put the had a landline on it. And I called the front desk of, of the dormitory I was flipping in at Baylor. And they thought I was a child, um because they didn't understand my speech at that point, so they kept um hanging up and the last time they I called, they said it's not nice to to play things at this hour, so then." I prayed, I prayed uh, to God who I knew a little bit about from the Baptist Church in Maria. and I prayed for God to get me out and help me out. And I said, if you get me out, I will go home to a community college. Um... And at that point, I heard a a very audible, calm voice, much like a father's voice that said, Don't give up. And then all of a sudden, someone came through the bathroom door and lifted me up back into the bed Probably from there, um, it started a whirlwind because I wanted to know why God spoke to me the way that He he did. So I went to the the church um, down the street from my dormitory. It was um, Seventh and James Baptist Church and. In Waco, Texas, Um, I went there, and the first day I was there, I just remember weeping in the the pews. Um, And then six months later, there was a, a sermon that asked three questions, The first question was, um, do you believe in God in your daily life? And so I shook my head, yes, because at that point, God was a very real part of my daily life. And then the second question was, do you celebrate holidays? just to celebrate them, and I shook my head no, because I knew that Jesus was a part of every holiday, especially Christmas and Easter, but every holiday. And the third question, I don't remember, because all I could hear was my heartbeat Everything else went silent. And so um, that was when I knew that I needed to go up to the front of the church and proclaim my faith in Jesus. And then it took several months to figure out how to baptize me because I was stubborn and wanted to get baptized by emotion. Um, and people asked me, why? And I said, well, because Jesus did. And I want to be baptized just the way Jesus said, Having said that. I realized that it's just too simple and just too, a way of making your faith public. So now, as an older adult, I realize that any kind of baptism makes the same symbol and statement. Uh, so, but the way they uh, emotionally was they had one person on either side of me so that I was kind of standing up in the water. And then they had Amy Castello, who was the then college minister, uh, actually performed the baptism. And fast forward about four years, um, on graduation day, when I got my degree in psychology, um, my bachelor's in psychology, before I walked the stage, God whispered to me and said, guess what, we're going to seminary. And because I had no idea at all about Seminary, which is how you are trained to become a, a pastor and a minister. Of uh, the only one I knew to start with was the one located on Baylor's campus, George W. Truitt Theological Seminary, um, and so I went over there the next day or the next week and they had a very heavy door. So I said, okay God, if you really want me to do this, you'll find a way for me to open the door because I always tell people my arms and legs are like spaghetti noodles. They just couldn't have dangle. Sometimes they can't handle much weight. Um, so I said, if you really want me to do this card, you'll find some way for me to open up the heavy door. Um, and just then, there was a student That came through the door and opened the door, and it was somebody I hadn't seen in about three years. Um, He told me three years prior that I should think about going to seminary to shine the light of Jesus for people in my condition and at that point I laughed at his face but when he was the person that opened the door for me I knew that I was in the right place and that God had sent me to the right place. That was in 2004, 2003 and, in two thousand four, I was still going through my seminary studies um, and, and um God called me to uh, to go to india um, and it took from two thousand the spring of two thousand four to the summer of 2005, and I remember being very discouraged and that year to a year and a half, thinking that maybe I had made it up in my head. But there was um, a teacher, a teacher, a professor, who... Saw me in the hallway one day. Um, and I I was crying, and I said, "Maybe I made it up because there was a there was an opportunity to go to India that summer, and for some reason it fell through." And Dr. Conyers very gently told me it may not happen today or tomorrow, but it will happen because God doesn't lie and God doesn't go back on his promises or his word and so that would be my encouragement to you if God is Place something on your heart, and it, it doesn't seem like it's happening. Don't worry about it, because it will happen. Um, it took Moses over forty years to see the burning bush and to get a calling from God, a job description from God. And it took Sarah 90 years to have a child. So just because whatever's on your heart doesn't happen today or tomorrow doesn't mean it won't happen. It's going to happen on God's timing, not yours. Anyway, after I, I went to India in the summer of 2005, 2006, and I went after I graduated in way uh, in 2011, I graduated in 2007. But God had called me to go back again in 2011. And basically, I worked with an organization called ProVenture Asia, and my whole job was to sit there and encourage people that had all kinds of disabilities and to encourage them to dream, and set goals. My whole job was to talk to, to people and encourage people. Um, anyway, after my last trip, I was in 2011. I was discouraged and crying again because I thought, well, what is God going to do now? And then somebody encouraged me to write my first book, which I hope to at some point read to, to you on a later episode of this podcast. Um, I have that book, which I published in 2011. I think... It's now out of It's called My Friends and I, it's a children's book. Um, and then I wrote one from 2013 to 2015 called The Story of Lucy. And it's basically um, my story, my testimony, and somewhere after that, I moved to San Antonio to help sort of a, a ministry called faithability I started started it with an episcopalian priest um and worked there for about a year and a half to two years. Uh, it, it helped. It was an, um, a, a church designed and led by people with disabilities. Um, but after I met my husband and after the uh, Episcopalian We moved away and kind of fell apart. Um, in, in 2016, um, I had my little girl. She's now four and a half. She'll be five in July. So that's my biggest ministry now. But I, I do read um, I do read Bible studies out of my home on Wednesday mornings for people, wives, and people with disabilities. I also participate in several activities at a local um, non denominational church here in San Antonio. Anyway, in a nutshell, that is me. I look forward to getting to know all who listens to this, and I look forward to however God is coming to encourage us every week or two weeks or however often I get Prompt to have an episode, a podcast episode. Until then, continue to roll and love Jesus.